Welcome Builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, builders. We'd like to welcome you to this episode of the Build Your Success Podcast. This is a podcast where we build you so you can build others. Hopefully, you're working on building a team, building a business, just building life in general. And uh, we do that through some training and some special guests. And we are so fortunate today to have Annie Brock as our guest. Annie has a very distinguished bio here. It's amazing. So I'm going to start reading it. She's a U.S. Army veteran of 10 years. She was one of the first 100 women assigned to the 82nd Airborne Division at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, where she earned the Senior Parachute Badge and became qualified as a jump master. After receiving a direct commission into the Medical Services Corps, she became a medevac helicopter pilot flying Hueys and Blackhawks. She became a sales director with Mary Kay Cosmetics, where she earned the privilege of driving a free company car. She homeschooled two children. And as a fellow homeschooler, I know that's a full-time job in itself. That might be the most impressive thing on the resume. And then uh, she uh, won through high school and became active in military and civilian communities in which she has uh, served her family lived. She's a former chairperson for Harvard County Commission on the Veterans Affairs. She serves as a transition liaison of Maryland Council of Chapters Military Officer Associations of America. Welcome to the podcast, and thank you so much for your service, Annie. Oh, thank you, Brian, for having me. I'm excited to talk to your followers. Yes, ma'am. And, uh, you know, this is great. A, a helicopter pilot serving in our military and then making these transitions. And that's what we're, we're here to really talk about today is how you help folks transition from the military life to the civilian life, both the veterans and their spouses. So, Give us a little background on why you decided to do that and and how you help folks do that. Okay. So when I left active duty in 1988, there were no military transition programs for any of the services. And so I had to find my way at at myself. And that was really a challenge. I uh, crashed. Uh, Happily, I I was a newlywed, had a a safe place uh, to be, but I was uh, really despondent. And along the way, I watched other people and found that they were suffering the same way I had. And in 2007, when my husband retired from the Air Force, I saw that though the military transition programs were starting, they weren't weren't mandatory then, uh, they, they just didn't cover what needed to be done. And then over the years, I've continued to work in the veteran and, and military arena and saw that as they changed the programs, they still weren't sufficient. They were simply addressing the fact that service members who leave active duty for the most part still need a job. And so that's what the transition programs are focused on, simply putting people into jobs. And there's a long story behind it, uh, behind why they do that, but we don't have time to go there today, so we won't. But that is what the military transition programs are focused on, is just to get people employed. But that is not, that's a change. That's not a transition. When you enter the military, you 
have a civilian mindset that's been developed all your lifetime from, you know, generally for most people, it's for 18 or 22 years. They have a subconscious that's full of everything civilian, but the military, uh, in its infinite wisdom has scientifically designed an immersion process, whether that's at the academies or in ROTC or in basic training. And you're, and then over the continued time of a career, your civilian mindset gets replaced with a military mindset. Well, fast forward three years, five years, 10, 20, 30 years, you have a mindset that now is a military mindset and you're going out into the civilian world. And again, you're faced with uh, a vast difference. And so what our transitioning service members really need is help in changing their mindset uh, and learning some other skills along the way. And so that's where we focus our efforts. You know, mindset is so important in everything in life. And, and I get it that they have to change their mindset to enter the military and be a service member and fulfill that duty. Uh, but but it does, it's not the same as so one thing I know you're a leader I want to ask you what does leadership and leading others mean to Annie Brock oh boy uh, <laughs> so being a leader is uh, something that's really important to me and because I look at it just like I did with homeschooling a lot of people look at education and and think that that is something that happens in a classroom and doesn't happen anyplace else. And in homeschooling, we were an unschooling family and we schooled uh, 24 seven, 365 days a year because every opportunity is an educational opportunity. Well, my philosophy about leadership is very much the same. Every one of us is a leader. We're a leader in our homes and our families. We're leaders in the checkout line at the grocery store. Uh, Today, are you in the checkout line? Are you wearing your mask properly? Are you keeping social distanced? All those kinds of things are leadership opportunities. And so my, my mentor, John Maxwell, always just says that leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And I, I can't argue with that because influence is simply uh, what happens to somebody when they watch you. Do they, they are paying attention to you. And so if they are noticing you, then you have influence. So any time that somebody notices you is an opportunity for you to be a leader. That is a wonderful example of leadership and how we lead just on a daily basis. And I have to agree with you that everyone truly is a leader. You know, there's times my children lead me. They, they get up with an idea that's better than mine and, uh, and I will follow them through their influence of me. So Definitely, everyone's a leader. I, I love those analogies. You know, you, you talked about this, these life transitions and navigating through change in business and leadership. We're always talking about change management. And I think that this is an awesome opportunity for you to, to help these transitioning military members, veterans, uh, to, to experience change. So tell us some of your techniques for helping them go through change in a positive manner. Well, what we do in our program is we provide on a monthly basis in the virtual scenario. Now we were traveling around the country with it before COVID happened, uh, but we're one of the organizations that has pivoted well in this time of COVID into the virtual setting. And so we do uh, 24 hours of training over four days. We uh, typically start on a Thursday evening and go to Sunday um, noontime. And we start out 
by talking about the neuroscience of change and mind empowerment, because it's been my experience that when we don't understand something is when it's hardest for us to deal with it. So we start out by talking about how our brain, how our mind works and uh, how our subconscious works and, and how people get their civilian mindset and turns into a military mindset and what they need to do. And so we explain that all to them and, and talk about how the challenge that it is. It, you know, it takes about uh, scientific research, current scientific research um, says it takes about 66 days to make a new habit. Uh, and, and so if you think that just to change one habit that we have, that it might take 66 days, think about what it might take to change your whole mindset from a civilian mindset, or at least to get to where you're comfortable with a civilian mindset, uh, how, many, how many months that is. And that's really the truth. And so we help them to understand that it's not a, a switch that just clicks, uh, <laughs> you know, when they, when they uh, get their retirement certificate or they get their DD-214 if they're just separating. And so we do that. We uh, also spend a whole day uh, doing something that most people, even civilians, haven't spent a lot of time on. And that is uh, developing a purpose statement. Uh, being able to articulate, they um, work with us and are able to um, get their, their first, maybe their second draft of a purpose statement. We create, they um, create a vision statement and a, the starts of a vision plan. Uh, we do that. Then we, uh, we have a hands-on exercise, a practicum, and uh, we paint, we play with Legos. We um, do a huge communications workshop and everybody does a communications assessment. So they learn about their personality style and how people perceive it. And they learn to recognize those cues um, in other people. We also teach them about, uh, have a two hour segment that we added in just about a year ago on the dollars and cents of transition. There are a lot of uh, changes that people need to think about as they move into the civilian sector because many people have been living in military housing and there are all kinds of extra pays that you get. That doesn't make, when I say extra pays, it doesn't make mean that military people are rich. It's just that they're getting adequately compensated for the risks that they put themselves in for people who have special duty. They lose all that when they go into the civilian sector. And so, and then we follow, we do all of that on uh, Saturday. And then on Sunday, we spend three hours talking about living a purposeful life, living with intention. So um, we do all of that. And that those are our main, uh, the required parts of our sessions. And then on <laughs> Friday and Saturday evenings, we have optional sessions where we uh, I talk about networking, how important that is. And they learn how to use LinkedIn as a tool for that. And we also do uh, resume reviews and individual LinkedIn profile reviews. That is wonderful help. I, you talk here in your application about serving self, selflessly. And I just hear that, how you're helping them. What are some pointers you get? I know a lot of our listeners are on LinkedIn. That's how we connected. What are some pointers you give these folks about their LinkedIn profiles? Maybe some takeaways we could use. Sure. Yes, it's really important. And, and maybe sometime I would could do a LinkedIn workshop for, for your tribe. The most important thing that I, I would say there are three important things on LinkedIn that people see when they go to your profile. The first thing they see is your picture. It should be a, a, a headshot of you and primarily your face. And it would be great if it was smiling. 
<laughs> you know, none of us like like to work with frowny eyed people, frowny faced people, and and um, and don't wear sunglasses in the picture. I, in my, it, I have two pages of uh, LinkedIn profile pictures in the class that I teach, and it took me three hours to come up with those profile pictures. They're all of people that I don't know, and it took me so long to to create the the slides was because there were so many bad profile pictures out there. People with their backs to the camera, frowning, with their families in the picture, uh, with a shadow. You know, there's really no reason to pay somebody to get a, um, a good headshot for a LinkedIn profile picture. Have your kids or your spouse do it. Put on a, a jacket and a shirt or a blouse and a, a, you know, a jacket and, and do your hair nice and then stand in front of a blank wall in your house. Doesn't have to, it could be a, a, a light blue wall. It doesn't have to be a, an uncolored wall, but just not a pattern. And make sure the lighting's good so there's not a shadow there. We don't want to see shadow. That, then it shows that you have a, a, home, a home done <laughs> headshot. Otherwise, you, you might not be able to tell that it's been a home done headshot and it looks good. So make sure you have a good headshot. Make sure that your headline, those words uh, that are underneath your name, Reflect the important skills that you bring. What do you bring? What, what makes you you? What, why are you the ideal person for somebody to hire in your, um, in your area of expertise? If you don't take the time to uh, create your headline and you have 225 characters, I think 225, 226 characters that you can use there. If you don't do that, what LinkedIn puts as the default is just your current, the current position title that you have put in for yourself and your company. Uh, so create something that really shows what your level of expertise is. Something like program manager, uh, expert researcher, uh, you know, those kinds of skills. Uh, if you're a military, we don't want to see veteran. No uh, recruiter is searching for a veteran. We do include, encourage people if they have uh, government uh, clearances. If you have a top secret clearance, put that in your, in your headline because that could be a valuable tool uh, for somebody to find you. It's a, that's a good, people are searching. The recruiters are searching for people with top secret clearances. And then that big header image, change it. Don't have the default blue with the dots and lines that, that LinkedIn gives us. <laughs> put, put something that reflects who you are and, and look at it on your phone, on your iPad, on your laptop and see how it looks. Because some people put words in that header image and they don't realize that when somebody looks at that on a phone, the words go behind their head. And so they become useless. So uh, look at what your profile looks, you know, review what your profile looks like on all kinds of different devices before you settle on your header image. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict? reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. Those are great tips and pointers. I, I know through even creating websites, you got to pay attention to the mobile friendly and the, and the regular web because yep. it may look great on your computer screen. And then you, 
use it on a, a smaller device and it, it just ruins the, the uh, whole exposure. So yeah. And you spend a whole lot of time creating it and it's just like, ah, <laughs> yeah, make sure it works on all your devices. Great advice. Keeping that profile up to date and keeping it uh, relative to what you're, what you're looking to do that. Those are great pointers. You know, one thing I've learned about the military and uh, I've got some friends that served and then we work in a program that's the uh, helmets to hard hats for construction. So that so many trades and the, the military has trained people to do things other than shoot guns and, and, and tear down walls and, and, and be infantry. And there's, there is every profession in the military that there is in the, in the, in the world uh, in civilian life. Right. And, and I think there's opportunities people don't realize to, to get some very experienced help. That's not only uh, shooting guns and, and exploding bombs. Oh, no. You know, and I'm really excited. I love uh, the Helmets to Hard Hats programs because, you know, there are people who have had desk jobs in the military, but at home they do all the woodworking and building and creating kind of things. And they would love to go into a second career uh, in, as, in the trades. And so we, you know, I know a lot of people that have chosen that as an option. It's a great option. And it's also one of those, uh, it tends to be a recession-proof option. Yes. Yeah. Any kind of skill is very in demand and, and stays in demand. So that that's important. You know, you have done something that a lot of the guests on this podcast have done. You saw a void. You said it a little bit earlier, but I'm going to kind of re revisit that. Those who serve in the, as members are ready to move back into the civilian sector. The DOD mandated transition assistant programs are not sufficient to provide them with their, what they need. So you saw that void. And you said, I can fill that void, serve members. Tell us how you did that. So because we're only two years old as a nonprofit, we, I started the program first and then realized that uh, was learned very quickly that the program that we have for service members would actually be beneficial for people uh, who are first responders when they're retiring, people in the education sector, people in the medical sector. And so we created the Leader Transition Institute with the goal of over time creating programs for people in other industry sectors to help them transition into the next phase of their life when they're ready to make a change. So the Leader Transition Institute is, uh, we're just over two years old. We are a 501c3 uh, by the IRS so people can make donations and, um, and they are tax deductible, which is great. Uh, and we also have a, an academy. We have a virtual academy. We just started it last month and I'm really excited. Our first course is a study of the book, Think and Grow Rich. My team members, are uh, working with me on that. My uh, Changing Focus team members, Erica Kelly and Lefford Fate, are uh, my uh, co-teachers for Think and Grow Rich. And we just finished the first three weeks of that. We're in week four, but there's still room for, t there's still plenty of time for people to jump in because it's basically a self-guided study uh, and we interject with videos and some live sessions along the way. You know, one of the other things you have here in your application, you have to take these transitioning uh, military folks and move them from we to me. As a coach, trainer, and speaker, I find that interesting because we, we do the reverse of that, where it's, it's, it's I, I know I said it wrong, moving from we to me is what you're saying, because the military's got the emphasis on we, the team. Yes. And in, in our training that we, you're a fellow John Maxwell coach, trainer, and speaker, sometimes we have to take it the other direction, to take the emphasis off this leader, this, this person that has a title, 
and get them to focus on the team. So tell us a little bit about that, how that's different for the military. Yeah, and, and it is different. And, and people, um, very often the people who come into our program are really bothered uh, by that because they like the fact that they're a member of a team, either a member of a team or leading a team that's really important. And, and we get that. Uh, being a part of a team is really important in life. But in the military, everything you do is focused on your team. And families get sacrificed. The individual gets sacrificed all for the, the betterment of the team, of the military team. But when we come out into the civilian sector, we really need to focus on ourselves. We talk about it, uh, we explain it to our participants this way. When you get on an airplane and they're doing all the pre-flight instructions, we get to talking about oxygen masks. They don't talk, they, the flight attendant doesn't say, Put, on, put the oxygen masks on everybody around you before you take care of yourself, which is what we would teach people in the military. Take care of everybody else around you and then, and then take care of yourself. But the, what the flight attendant says is to put your oxygen mask on first and then take care of the people around you. And so that's what um, military service members need to do as they come out into the, into the civilian community. They need to learn to put the, this is their oxygen mask moment. And they need to learn to take care of themselves and, and learn about themselves so that they can be the best person uh, they can be in the civilian community. I love that. And you reinforce something I use here on the show a lot, the, the oxygen mask analogy. You know, we talk about build yourself and then build others here on this show. And it's just so important that we, we gain knowledge to help others but first that we take care of ourselves. And I use that analogy several times. I, I thank you for reinforcing that. It's so important that we take care of ourselves first so we can be important and valuable and, and help others. So that, that's awesome. And, and can I put a plug in for homeschool moms? Homeschool oh, yes. moms need to, and dads, uh, but particularly homeschool moms need to take care of themselves. And, and if, if, you, if you have children at home right now who are, who are being schooled at home, they're not necessarily homeschoolers, but they're being schooled at home because of the COVID situation, please uh, give your, the spouse that is doing the primary work in that area time for themselves because that is really stressful and they will be much better at it and uh, be a much better partner to you if they have a break once in a while. No doubt. My, uh, my wife just, we, our last child, our daughter, which was four, the, the fourth child, we finished, she graduated this year and what a sigh of relief that was because just, you know, every day it's, it's got to stay on top of getting those courses done, getting that curriculum done. And we, we like you, it wasn't, you know, formalizers more. We're learning all the time. We're learning on vacation. We're learning on trips. We're doing field trips, but it, it is, it is a challenge to stay motivated and keep that going. And, and as you're alluding to, so many people have been pushed into that, that had no plan for it, no idea what the, what the commitment is. And uh, just, you got to be resilient and you do need to take time and take breaks for yourself. It's important. It's so important for in, in business, for our employees to take vacations and in the military, the R and R, it's mm -hmm. just very important that we, we understand and recognize we have to have breaks. We can't go 100% of the time and, and never give ourselves a break. That leads to a great uh, spot here. You talk about persistence. Persistence is so important. So uh, we, we, we do have to take breaks, but we also have to stay in there and get things done. So tell us why persistence is important to you. So persistence is key. Persistence is the reason why I am where I am today. 
because I learned about it a little late in the game, but I did learn about it. And if you are the kind of person that gives up when something doesn't work the first time, you are setting yourself and your family and your anybody that you're around uh, up for failure always. It is so important to just be willing to accept that the first time that you do something, you probably can't do it right or well, and that you need to go back and try again. It took me, the Army's jump school is three weeks long. It took me nine weeks to graduate from that school. I didn't fail on any piece of equipment. I got hurt. I got sick. There were cycle breaks. The flu went through our barracks. And, uh, and so, but nine weeks later, I graduated with my jump wings. Well, all along the way, to include the very first day, there were phys physically fit, much more physically fit, young men and women, only a few of the women quit, but mostly the men, they were just dropping like flies around me because they were tired of doing push-ups or tired of doing this. And, and I just showed up every day and, and did what I was supposed to do, uh, worked my hardest at the training. And so that's where I learned about persistence, that if you just show up and give your best every day, you will make amazing things happen. That's amazing. Uh, and it's true. And, and I've found that to be true. I tell a lot of people, you know, when I realize some of the things I've been able to accomplish in life that started with just a step that, that I didn't really see where I was going, but I, but I volunteered for something or I did this. And then the next thing I know, I'm getting to interview someone like you on a podcast, you know, it's because of the, those habits and, and those things that we do in small ways lead to big things and be persistent. You're not going to be I had this conversation with somebody on a, as, as a guest of another podcast. If you go back and listen to the first five or six episodes, some might argue the first 20 episodes, Brian had no idea what he was doing. Uh, but I was trying, I was giving it my heart and full effort, and I was going to be persistent to learn how to do this and learn how to get my voice out to, to help others is the main goal and then and learn from others. It's amazing the, the number of guests I've had to date and what I have learned from them. So just important to try and be persistent and learn and grow. Uh, but you're only going to learn if you do, you, you know, you're going to learn by trial and error. It's just a, a time tested principle that actually works. Yep. You know, think about it with little kids. When little, when our, when little kids are learning to walk, they fall down and we cheer them. We say, get up, try again. And you know, it, and we actually clap when they fell down, fall down sometimes because school. You don't want them to be discouraged. Well, why shouldn't we do that for ourselves as we go along through life? 100%. Well, Annie, it is great to be, have you on the Build Your Success podcast today. Listen, tell our listeners how they can get in contact with you, where they can find out more information about your program, anything you want to do to, to wrap the show. So we have a website. It's www dot leader transition institute dot org and you'll find information about changing focus there you'll find information about our team and about our virtual academy everything's right there that will be wonderful and for the listeners i'll include that in the show notes i'm also going to have as always our website will be there and our email address we would love to hear from you tell us what you learned from annie get shoot us an email leave something in the comments but also do us a favor Give us an honest rating and review, put some comments there as well, and then share this podcast with others, those you think might be interested in learning from Annie and learning from this show, share the podcast with them. Remember to build yourself and then build others.
Thank you. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others. 